Welcome to this First Lutheran Church podcast, produced by First Lutheran Church in Janesville, Wisconsin. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America who are seeking to embrace love's adventure together. In this Canoeing the Mountains podcast series, Jen Watson, our deacon intern, talks with me, Pastor Michael Miller, about Todd Bolsinger's book, Canoeing the Mountains. These brief conversations will introduce key themes of the book in preparation for an in-depth study starting later in fall 2023. We're glad you've joined us, and I hope to continue the conversation with you. Hello, and welcome back if you have been following us with our book by Todd Bolsinger called Canoeing the Mountains. I'm Jen Watson, deacon intern here at First Lutheran, and I am with Pastor Michael as we discuss what it means to be a leader in today's world. Um, Our last section is titled Transformation. Everybody will be changed, especially the leader. So welcome back, Pastor Michael. Thank you, Jen. It's good to be with you. Um, So we're going to be talking about transformation. And we've been talking constantly now about this uncharted territory. And so for today, we're going to be focusing and talking about what this leadership looks like for our world that is constantly changing, Mm -hmm. how it looked in the past and how it needs to look now, and who those people are that might be able to help us get to where we need to go in this uncharted territory and how it doesn't necessarily need to be the leader or the pastor or whoever is in charge of a church leading the way specifically by themselves. So can you talk to us a little bit more about what it means to get a full perspective of all the voices that we need to be listening to when we move forward? Yeah, before we get into that too deeply, I think I want to go back to that uh, that image that's at the heart of this book of the uh, Lewis and Clark expedition and the Corps of Discovery, uh, who thought that they were going to be able to ride the run the river all the way. They'd get up to the headwaters of the Missouri and then find a water route that would lead them to the Pacific. Only when they got to the Rocky Mountains, they found the Rocky Mountains, <laughs> and the canoes were no good to them there. Um, so one of the, one of the points that gets made here is that that when when you go off the map and they were going off the map of what they knew they didn't expect to find the Rocky Mountains, um, so the rules change. You you can't function the way you expected to. Um, the The book tells about how the Corps of Discovery came to include uh, a Shoshone woman named Sacagawea, a familiar name to many of us. Uh, from our studies of history as children. Mm-hmm. Um, the point that they make is that as as the core of discovery comes into the Rocky Mountains, everybody else is out of their element. They're, they're off of any map that they had imagined previously, but Sacagawea is home. This, this is her home territory. So she knows how to live here. She knows how to navigate the, the spaces. Um, which is critical for them because it's uh, winter is approaching and they would not have survived uh, if they had gone forward without someone that could guide them and lead them into that, into that new territory. So uh, if you're relying on one leader 
For sure. But even in a group of leaders who are familiar with how church has been done in the past, uh, and we're going into some new future that we've never seen before, uh, we need a guide too. We need somebody that's familiar in this new territory, um, which is probably not us who've had all of our experience in a, in a former model. We were talking briefly um, about a newspaper that you had access to and you had looked at, and it was roughly, you said, mid-1950s, that actually the newspaper would have a section just for the church. And can you tell us a little bit more about the specific uh, news article that you had looked at? Yeah, it's in our it's in our archives here. So uh, this was the Janesville paper, and in the mid fifties they had a regular section for the church. Um, and when uh, when First Lutheran dedicated this building uh, on the corner of Milwaukee and Randall, uh, the entire church section was dedicated to First Lutheran Church. And this church section alone was a bigger paper than the daily paper today. Uh, wow. So it was, a, it was a large section uh, full of information about the history of First Lutheran Church, about the various groups and the ministries that were, were functioning here at the time, uh, about the pastors, um, and even how to become a member of First Lutheran Church. That was uh, information for the community that was published in the newspaper. Um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, to me, a really strong symbol of what we've talked about previously as Christendom. It was about that period of time when, when the culture um, and the expectations of society were aligned with church and supporting participation uh, in church, and and we, you know, that's unimaginable now. Um, everything has changed uh, in such in as such a to such a degree and in, in so many different ways that uh, that that's not the case anymore. Right. So those expectations have have changed radically, um, and, and so those of us who've been shaped by that past still have that kind of idea in our head, that model of the way things should be, uh, and we and we keep running into the reality that it's not that way, um, and we wonder what's wrong. Right, and we want to get it back there. Right. We we want that big filled pews again and we want church to be the main focus of people's lives and we wonder what can we do to bring more people into the church so that it can be like it was before right and that's kind of where we get stuck then Mm -hmm. because we assume that we will be able to get back to what it once was before and that's kind of what we're talking about now with we can assume that that it's probably not going to happen. But that doesn't mean that the church itself is dying. We just need to look at it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what all of this unchartered territory is that we're talking about. How can we help people today to continue to do church in the way it needs to be done today for the people today, especially for the people that we aren't seeing in the church? Mm-hmm. How can we minister to those people? How can we share God's love with those people? What does the new way look like? Mm-hmm. And so that that means changing the old model, which is painful. Mm-hmm. We've got to we've got to let go of that, um, um, and that's hard. 
But the transformation that we desire to be able to reach out to in, include, um, to be able to communicate the gospel in transformative ways today, that's what we desire for our church. Um, we want people to be alive and connected in community. Um, so there, there's a promise attached to letting go of the past and embracing a new forward. Mm-hmm. But what does that forward look like? Who, who can lead us to see that? Right. That's the question. Right. And I, I want to be clear that when we talk about moving forward, it's not with the idea that we are going to let go of our core beliefs as Lutherans. We're right. not losing our traditions or our core values or the gospel message. That's not what we mean when we're going forward. We can still keep those firmly in place. We can still follow those because that is our core mission. But now how do we do that? How do we follow that in, a, in our world today when we can't share that with as many people because they're not in the pews? Mm-hmm. Yes, Kevin Ford, when he was when he was leading us and facilitating our visioning process, uh, emphasized that the mission doesn't change, the values, the core values of that make First Lutheran First Lutheran, those don't change. It's the strategy of how we live out those values and how we live out that core purpose. That's what needs to change, and not just keeping it here in the four walls, but how do we do church in the world? And if we think of church as the big C, right, God's church, not just a church building, and we can start to envision how to go out and spread the news with the people in the community, with the people that aren't hearing the message because they're not coming, how do we invite them in? Or if they can't come in for whatever reason, then how can we share it with them where they are? How can we meet them where they're at today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, think about that question and I think oftentimes we get kind of stuck there I imagine us all gathered here in the building at First Lutheran looking out at that world asking those questions and not really knowing how to answer them um, and then we start thinking back to what we used to do and trying to recreate that again um, so we need some new ideas um, and where do those new ideas come from? Well, sometimes they come from new people, people who didn't share that history, um, who, who weren't part of all of that past, who look at the present and see things that we can't see because they haven't been shaped by those old expectations and assumptions. Mm-hmm. Needing to hear from diverse people who don't have a huge voice already in the church we need to start asking them or asking people in the community how can we best meet the needs of you or your group or organization or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. start to really listen and hear what the need is indeed yeah um i think that the the theme of this chapter everybody will be changed especially the leader um that that's what's at the heart of that that uh, we're realizing, okay, I don't, I don't have all the answers. We together don't have all the answers. Um, we need people who are at home in this kind of environment um, and discovering, discovering who, who has ideas that 
that are fresh and new and yet allow us to live out those values and that mission, um, those are the people that we're challenged to, to seek out and to find. And I like what you said about the leaders are changed and sometimes even more so. Um, we're doing, as you know, the open table program here at First Lutheran. Um, we have a youth that we have invited to be part of that, to walk alongside, to mentor to. Um, that youth will be coming um, to us from Project 1649. And the idea is that while we will help the youth and we will walk alongside them to meet their goals, and um, you know we are there to encourage and support we are also, as table members, going to be learning from them. And sometimes we end up learning more than we could possibly teach them. And so I really like that about this adaptive leadership, is that it's not one person with all the answers. And it kind of takes the weight off of our shoulders as leaders, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to not be seen as having all the answers, that we can be like everybody else in the congregation, learning and growing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that theme keeps coming through uh, throughout this book, the, the need to embrace learning um, and to be open to, to new things. I wanted to read a quote from Todd in this book here. It says, focus on your own transformation together, not on your church dying. Focus on the mountains ahead, not on the rivers behind. And focus continually on learning not what you have already mastered. I just think that really sums everything up here really well. Yep, that's the way forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at this time, I want to pose some questions, and I'm inviting our listeners to really think about these questions, to ponder what they might mean, and it's truly a different way of thinking um, about our church and what it means to go forward in a different new way. And the first question is, is the church really in decline? Or is it the Western Christendom form of church life that is now just less effective? And the second question is, does our dwindling church attendance mean that people are truly less interested in God? Or does it mean that the society and culture have stopped giving preference to the Christian traditions and institutions as they once have been? Mm. Good questions. Yeah. Any last thoughts before we end today? Well, I'm really excited about the opportunity to sit down with a group of people and really dig into this uh, at a deeper at a deeper level and to hear from each other, which is what we've been talking about all the time, the need to hear from a variety of voices. So I'm looking forward to how other people in our congregation, hear this and experience this. Um, And I'm looking forward to learning together. So uh, we're going to be kicking this off in October. Look to the flcj.org website for uh, dates and times. And uh, let me know of your interest. I'm excited to to sit down with you and, and to learn together. Yeah, I'm really excited about this book study too. I think there's going to be a lot of new information, new insights, and a lot of growth um, if we can learn to follow this new model and way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So thanks for being with us. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been a joy. (laughs)
And uh, any, if anyone has any questions, I, I welcome you to contact me anytime. I'm eager to talk about this. All thank right. you, Jen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. First Lutheran Church is learning to become genuinely inclusive, thoroughly engaged, externally focused, and relationally centered as we seek to live intentionally like Christ in the world. Embrace the adventure with us. You can find out more about us on our website at flcj.org. We welcome your questions and comments, which can be shared through our contact page. We're also active on Facebook and Instagram.